Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm so glad that you have joined us today. Today we're not in Matthew anymore. We're moving on and, and going to be looking at something a little bit different uh, for the next series of lessons here. If you saw the Facebook post a few days ago, uh, we're going to be doing something on frequently asked questions about the church. And so if you have any questions about the church and why we do what we do, or if you are a member of the church and you have uh, gotten questions that you feel like would fit good into the things that we are studying uh, here, feel free to let me know and I'll, I'll do my best to make sure that we look at those questions. But today, to start, we're going to be looking at one of the most common questions we get asked as members of the church. I'm sure if you've ever tried to study with people or told someone that you are a member of the Church of Christ, you probably have gotten one of two questions right off the bat. First of all, why do we not use instruments of music and worship? And second, do we believe that we're the only ones that are going to heaven? And we're going to be looking at actually both of these questions this week, but we're going to start with the one about instruments and worship. Now there's something very important for us to establish before we go on and continue this discussion any further, and that is biblical authority. As we see in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, God's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything that we need to know, everything that we need to have in order to be pleasing to God, He has given it to us through His Word. Now if you will, notice a passage with me. In John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, there Jesus says, But the hour is coming, and now is here, when tr the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Here Christ gives us a couple of qualifying characteristics of our worship. First of all is in spirit which is our attitude whenever we approach God in worship. But the second is truth, making sure that our worship is in accordance to the will and to the law of God. So the question is not what I think about mechanical instruments of worship uh, in, or mechanical instruments of music in worship, not what I think about that, not what you think about that, but what does God say about it? Well, there's a few passages for us to go to. First of all, I want us to notice Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19. There Paul, Paul wrote, Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Another passage that we could consider is also Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 where very similarly Paul wrote, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. In both of these passages, and in fact, in every passage in the New Testament where the musical aspect of our worship is mentioned, every single time, it is simply singing. 
There, Ephesians 5, 19, Colossians 3 and verse 16, 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 15, uh, James chapter 5, and I believe it's verse 13, all mention simply singing. So, why do we not use instruments in worship? Because that is not what God has authorized us to do in the Scriptures. In every context we see, the musical aspect of our worship, whether it is in the worship assembly on Sunday or outside of that worship assembly, every single time, if we are bringing praise and glory to God through music, it is always simply singing. Now you may be asking, going back to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, and this is one of the common responses that one will get uh, when addressing this, <clears throat> But in Ephesians 5 and verse 19, where he says, making melody. That word melody is the Greek word solo. And what that word means, uh, in essence, is to pluck or to play. Generally, most people consider it uh, in relation to an instrument. And so a lot of people will go and they will point that out and they will say, we'll see the word that Paul uses here is actually a word that is talking about playing instruments. So that gives us the biblical authority to play an instrument in worship. But we need to take a step back and before we make such a claim, make sure that we really understand what that word is talking about. Now, Eric Lyons uh, has a great article on this on the Apologetics Press website. And in fact, I got a couple of quotes from that particular article that I would like to share with you. And within this article, he goes through and he, he is discussing the history of this word and the study of this word. And I want to share with you a few of the historical facts about this word that he brings out in that article. There's a few different Greek lexicons or dictionaries that we probably, most of us have heard, at least heard of, maybe even used ourselves that study this word and go into the history of this particular word, uh, solo. Now, uh, the first one that Eric Lyons mentions is a man named uh, Walter Bauer. And in his lexicon, he said that it is usually the case that solo is translated as only to sing. Now, this is important. Whenever we read about the scriptures, and especially in the Old Testament, what Jesus and those in the first century would have had was something that was called the Septuagint or the LXX. And this was the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament. And it was completed about 250 years before Christ was born. And by that time, according to what we read uh, from Walter Bauer's uh, lexicon, by that time, this particular word was only used in the context of singing, not playing instruments. But he's not the only one that Eric brought out in that particular article. The second one is an, a lexicon that we're probably more familiar with, and that is uh, the Thayer lexicon. And again, in his, his dictionary, he says, by New Testament times, Solo meant, and this is a quote, to sing a hymn to celebrate the praises of God in song. So both of these men studying the history of this word, though, yes, at one point it did include the playing of instrumental mu uh, uh, music, 
they are saying that the history of this word by the time of Christ no longer was really attached to mechanical instruments, but simply meant to sing. There was another man that Eric Lyons brought up in that particular letter, or article rather, and I believe his name was Sophocles. And this man was a native of Greece, and he, in fact, taught the Greek language for nearly 40 years at Harvard University. And he said that in his studies, both secular and religiously, there was not a single instance in the time of Christ where solo was used in relation to mechanical instruments. It was always simply singing, a cappella, unaccompanied singing. So when we, when we look at the scriptures, we see, first of all, throughout scriptures, we are simply commanded to sing. Second, when we look at the history of that word solo in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, we see that by the time that the scriptures were written, the original audience and recipients of these letters would have understood that word to mean simply singing. But not only that, one last thing I want us to look at before we close uh, today is something that we call the silence of the scriptures. When God authorizes one thing for us to do, He does not have to go through a list and say, I want you to do this, but I don't want you to do that, I don't want you to do that, I don't want you to do this, and I don't want you to do that. You can look at in your own time, study Leviticus chapter 10 with Nadab and Abihu as a good illustration of that very fact. When God authorizes one thing, He automatically does not authorize anything else outside of that one thing. Now, I want to give you uh, an illustration maybe to help us understand that. <clears throat> Chloe has a friend, and I don't know if he watches these videos or not, but Chloe has a friend who recently went to the dealership to get an oil change. And whenever they got done with his vehicle, he of course went up to the cashier to pay. And he saw on the invoice that it cost $240 for an oil change. And he was thinking, what is going on? Because oil changes, no oil change should ever cost that much. And whenever he was beginning to look at it at the invoice, he noticed that not only did they change the oil in his car, but they also flushed the brake system out, which he did not ask them to do. Now let me ask you a question. Did those mechanics at that dealership have the authority to flush out his brake system even though he did not go through and say, I don't want you to flush out the brake system. I don't want you to change the transmission fluid. I don't want you to check this. I don't want you to rotate the tires. I don't want you. Did he have to go through and say all of the little things that he did not want them to do? No. He told them what he wanted and that ruled out everything else. God has told us what He wants, and that rules out everything else. So why do we not use instru mechanical instruments of music in our worship to God? Well, because He doesn't want us to. 
He has commanded us to sing, and we should not add to or take away from that commandment. I thank you for being here today. I know we went a little over 10 minutes today, but this is such an important question, and as I mentioned at the beginning of this, this is probably the first question that we often get asked as members of the church, and we always need to be able to answer that question. And I hope that for those that are members of the church, perhaps this has given you information and knowledge so that you can better answer that question. And also, if you're not a member and you have been wondering why we do not use mechanical instruments in our worship to God, perhaps this has answered your question. And if you would like to discuss it further, if you have more questions, feel free to get in touch with us, and I'd love to be able to sit down and discuss these things with you. I hope that you'll come back tomorrow as we will be looking at another question that we often get. And I hope that uh, you will be built up and edified, and, and I pray that we will all learn and grow from these studies. So thank you so much for your attention today, and please come back tomorrow.